In Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure dome decree, where Alf the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man, down to a sunless sea. I think we found our intro. From the crib. Wow. Your boy Marty fucked up. What is Big up, Freaks? <laughs> what is up, Freaks? <laughs> Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. Uh, it's your boy Marty Bent and uh, holding my hand up here. I just messed up. I just had an incredible 20 minute conversation with my guest uh, and did not hit record. So we were speaking into the abyss. I learned a lot in that 20 minutes. We are going to reverse it. I'm going to speed up this intro. I gave him a nice. You know what? I'm going to give you the same intro as I did the first time. Please. My guest tonight, you all know him in some way or fashion. You don't hear from him much. You've, he's had one big bang moment, and it was around this time last year, on July 12th, 2017, when during the Federal Reserve, uh, it was a congressional committee, actually. It was a congressional committee uh, grilling the Federal Reserve chairwoman, uh, Janet Yellen. Uh, and our dear friend here had the gall to sit behind her and hold up a buy Bitcoin sign as serendipitously as a ticker below the Bloomberg. Uh, the Bloomberg ticker was uh, had the had the headline: uh, "Federal Reserve is not open to an audit." I want to introduce you all to Bitcoin Sign Guy. Bitcoin Sign Guy for the second time. Welcome to Tales from the Crypt. How are you? Thank you so much, Marty. And for your charitable introduction. <laughs> oh, it's very kind. I'm sorry. I feel like I just wasted 20 minutes of your valuable life. No, that's okay. Now there's now there's lore around this episode. It's the lost, the lost, the lost conversation. Creative output. It's it was like, creative, and I think we're gonna build on it. So we're gonna jump right into it, so we don't waste too much time anymore. You have an incredible tale that leads up to that fateful day on July 12, 2017. Let's get into your tale from. Your tale. How did you find Bitcoin? What year and where were you? Sure. So my my tale from the crypt is not particularly... Uh, I, I was not a forerunner of Bitcoin by any means. Uh, I was not a Promethean. Uh, but I was rather pushed into Bitcoin rather than pulled um, via negativa to use a, a Nassim Taleb uh, concept. And I developed my interest in it through opposition to legacy finance rather than because I was a smarty at cryptography or distributed networks or any of that other good crypto anarchy stuff that was floating around. Uh, so I had two experiences that drew me in or pushed me in rather. Uh, one was my junior year of college studying abroad in Argentina, working on a currency trading desk in Buenos Aires, and just seeing the wacky stuff that that country does to get its hands on dollars or uh, you know sound money in general. Far be it from me, by the way, to refer to dollars as sound money. <laughs> However, comparatively speaking, comparatively speaking, compared to the peso. Uh, you know, the dollar has had better monetary management. It's not, it's not a, it's, it's certainly in the Hall of Fame of poorly managed currencies. 
the peso, yes. Yes. It's uh, pretty pretty piss poor. They just had to take out uh, a loan from the IMF a year after issuing 100-year treasury bonds. I said this on our first recording. If any of you assholes buy a 100-year treasury bond, you're an idiot, unless you plan to live for 150 years, which, hey, it might be possible. Yeah. Maybe you're not an idiot. Maybe you're making like a long, a good con. In general, you know, Latin America has given us many lessons in monetary restraint. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad actually, by the way, fun fact, was, uh, and this is, this is deeper than we really need to go, but no, he, was a, deep. he was a CIA brat raised in Caracas. Oh. Uh, grandfather was a commie hunting CIA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he grew up in Caracas. And uh, it was a it was a an urban metropolis back then, not so much these days. So no, I think uh, I talked about this earlier today with J.W. Weatherman. There was a stat on Twitter today that irregardless, if irregardless is a word that's debatable, mm-hmm. um, of Bitcoin's seventy percent plus plummet from its heights in December of two thousand seventeen. If you were to buy uh, Bitcoin with Bolivar's at that point, at the height of Bitcoin's price, uh, you would still have the same purchasing power in in Venezuela, even though the price of Bitcoin has fallen 70%. Or it's probably, yeah, it's around 70% since it's cited like around $20,000. So that purchasing power, even though Bitcoin's fell that far, uh, the Venezuelan boulevard has uh inflated so much in the last six months that uh bitcoin was actually a better store value that's why i tell everyone to sell their bitcoins for magic the gathering booster packs because they only go up (laughs) if you you get that black lotus man (laughs) it has outperformed every shit coin in the book (laughs) the black Uh, lotus are you magic the gathering guy (laughs) no no uh that's that's just some compot follow him on twitter for you um that's good to know I'm always looking yeah. for a good follow. He's, so, um, you're you're in Argentina. You're working for this bank. What's your second brush with uh, dis disenchanting experience in the finance world? The second is closer to home. In fact, it's basically all, nearly at home in Connecticut. I worked as an intern for a global macro hedge fund, uh, and witnessed firsthand the central bank monoculture that dominates. You know modern markets and there are fund managers there that are tasked with maintaining the price level of the economy you know correcting mispricings and they one uh you know all their practically all their activity is predicated on which way they think the federal reserve will move rates and if there's real economic data, it's always interpreted through the filter of, well, which way does this sway the dot plot? The dot uh, plot. <laughs> the dot plot. And what was the other chart with all the fucking lines from there? I think it was, GD, was it GDP or inflation growth. I don't know what it is, but it has like all the lagging, like here's what we predicted here and it came nowhere close to where we predicted. So we have to control it here. They look like a bunch of L, a bunch of like fucking worms on top of each other. Yeah. That's uh, that's what modern finance bases its yeah. uh, its pricing mechanism so, off of. Yeah, I was, you know, I had to say I was dismayed when I see these people. They all attended great schools. 
half of them were PhDs in statistics and stuff like that and math and physics, etc. And they would look each other in the face and and say without a shred of irony, you know, what does the purple jacket mean when Janet's wearing it before like when she walks out? You know, uh, Two Sigma is a fund. They do machine learning, I believe, on all fed testimony. And, you know, it's gets so granular and minute in detail. It's like these are inconsequential things. Uh, compared to the way that certain certain indicators are trending, but this is what they trade on. And so it thereby disrupts the most fundamental coordinating cost in the economy. And I mean, I'll let the, let the true economists tell you more about how important that is. I think, but I think this is a good learning moment for the freaks out there. So the, the rate that... Bitcoin sign guy is referring to is the federal funds rate. And for you freaks that don't uh, know what the federal funds rate is, it is the rate at which banks trade their reserves. So it basically dictates um, the price the price of money, right? At the end of the day, is that correct? Like, I mean, the, certainly the the cost of credit, yeah, and, the cost of credit, yeah. and, and thereby uh, the coordinating link between the present in the future mm -hmm. and uh you know try sorting your time preference on that yeah. basis yeah, so that, especially when the fed funds rates at uh 25 bips for for almost a decade yeah so those were the two negative experiences and simply put they did not reconcile i was unable to reconcile them with my most vanilla classical liberal classical econ theory you know smith bastiat ricardo mill um hayek mises moving in that direction later but i was unable to basically reconcile it with what seemed to be sound and so it led me to reopen a book that i had previously closed which was bitcoin in 2013 I must have just seen an article that said Bitcoin popped, womp womp, and there was a lot of this. Thought thought nothing more of it, other than to put a put a post-it on it. <laughs> uh, and so I I relooked at Bitcoin and started heading down that rabbit hole. What year is this again? This is this is. Uh, summer 2016 mm -hmm. and so by the end of that internship that summer i had uh basically sold myself on bitcoin and felt had no had no qualms or burning my bridge with the legacy financial system uh and so at that point uh i went into senior year and had I was still swirling in the in the in the rabbit hole at that point. Um, crypto Twitter didn't help much <laughs> with that. I mean, it's a, it's. I don't want to say it's a disease, but it's uh it, it's addictive. It was the one social media that I relapsed on. I had previously cut out you know, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. But I 
I found that I had to, I needed crypto Twitter to understand it, to understand, you know, the dynamics of Bitcoin. So still swirling around, I found my way to DC to work at a generally a free market think tank that shall remain nameless, uh, where I studied the, the political and economic dynamics of Bitcoin and also monetary policy, which was the pretext for me being in that uh, hearing that faithful day. <laughs> so let's get to that faithful day. Uh, well, I never expected it to be viral. Uh, I merely knew that. Whoa, 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 back up, back up. What the hell happened? Like what? What did you, the hell happened? Did, did you expect to hold up the sign when you came in? Did you come in with no, the sign? No, no, not premeditated. I made the sign in about two minutes before I held it up, and uh, you know it happened to be there was there was some there was some irony to the moment uh, <sighs> that I held it up, but it was completely unpremeditated. I simply um, I knew that. Perhaps my coworkers from the previous summer were certainly watching it and that they'd see it. My dad also works in financial markets, so I it was my high pop <laughs> moment. Hey papa. And uh, <laughs> and so I I simply wanted an image that I could pull up the live stream later, harvest it, keep it as a little keepsake, but forty five minutes later uh, I was escorted out by the parliamentarian in the hearing, and that uh, I I didn't know that it was viral at the time. My phone was dead, but when I got back to my office, all my co-interns said, "Oh, dude, you're blowing up, bro!" And uh, <laughs> by the way, people want to give you money, and there's already scammers trying to collect it in your stead. So uh, they urged me to post a, a Bitcoin address. Crypto Ethan was uh, crypto, was the first I saw on crypto, crypto tours. Like it's my boy, it's my boy. <laughs> Shout out Crypto Ethan. Shout out Crypto Ethan. We're gonna diverge here a little bit. And talk about the first time I met Bitcoin sign. Wait, guy. hold on, Crypto Ethan. Um, dude, you're a stud. You sh- you you're, need <laughs> your fire flames hung, and <laughs> you need you you deserve it. <laughs> I don't want to use such a you know charged word as deserve, but go find yourself a a, a crypto a crypto bay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bro. <laughs> so Marty and I will wingman you. <laughs> oh, I'll wing, I tried to wingman him hard the first time we met. This is a perfect yeah, segue exactly. into the first time we met. <laughs> Bitcoin sign guy, crypto Ethan, and I met about a month ago at a uh, blockchain week. Snake oil week. Snake oil week. <laughs> Snake oil week is correct. It was a Monday night happy hour thrown by some telegram group that shall not be named. Uh, uh, a rooftop hotel. Ton of suits. Huge names of crypto. Pretty sure Brian Kelly was there. Pump and ripple in the corner. A lot of VCs. A lot of suits. A lot of people that, uh, frankly, if you're asking me, uh, think they're more important than they actually are. And in there, I was sitting there. I grabbed my first drink. I was looking around. One friend that was there was Mike Duda. So we were talking. Uh, somebody I was happy to see there was him and, and we talked for a little bit and then I saw your face in a, from afar and I said could it be could it be 
It's written yeah. in the stars. Very, very recognizable. Among all the suits, among all the people that you've seen on Twitter and all that bullshit, uh, I wanted to talk to you. So I walked up to you and Crypto Ethan, introduced myself. Uh, and that's because I truly believe that you have done more for the cryptocurrency space and Bitcoin in particular. Let's just say Bitcoin. You have done more for Bitcoin than any of those suits that think they're very important and think they're actually doing good work and ICOing shit have done for the whole space because you were a part of the greatest meme in Bitcoin history. The juxtaposition, <laughs> I wrote a newsletter. I already read the whole newsletter. I'm not going to read it again. It took too much time. I actually read the newsletter, then noticed we weren't recording for the first time around. But the juxtaposition of you holding up the buy Bitcoin sign, Janet Yellen uh, giving testimony that she cannot audit the Fed as on TV. You said you did not know this. It was impossible for you to know. But the ticker on Bloomberg was Janet Yellen, colon, uh, the Fed will never be audited or something like that. Let me. I'm strongly opposed to audit. I'm strongly opposed to audit the Fed. Uh, and the juxtaposition of your buy Bitcoin in that headline is so fucking poetic and so beautiful. Uh, it had to be written about. And it, I think, will live on in eternity uh, because the juxtaposition is so fucking strong. Like, Janet Yellen, you can't audit the Fed. We can't be transparent. I think she actually said wow. in that testimony as well that they're very transparent. But you're holding up the buy Bitcoin sign behind her, <laughs> which is a technology that is audited every 10 minutes and is as transparent as possible. And I think we're going to look back. We're going to have gray beards. We're going to be walking around with canes, drinking Manhattans later in life. And and you're going to be, I think you might be in a textbook one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's extremely charitable. But in the, in the words of an anarchist friend of mine, you just have to let the objective irony of the universe fill your sails. And, and uh, what a quote. And... Where better to sail to than uh, to a, a place where you can wage asymmetric cultural warfare unending against the central banks? <laughs> and here's where we get into the philosophy. Why are you into this? So you're very, you've yeah. been very philosophically charged, I guess more so since your last internship that you quit. And sure. And you, have, you are very, I don't want to say ideological, but you're very pure in your your philosophy behind this stuff well, well, so who inspires you thank you so i mean as i said it started with the the classical economists and the austrian school as well uh but as i go deeper uh into a more thinking more of the robust political repercussions of bitcoin uh you know it takes on somewhat of an anti-state form so you start to look at Murray Rothbard, Hans Hermann Hoppe, um, Tim May, uh, Nick Land, Mencius Moldbug. You can read off your list. I told I told him he's not allowed to read. You can read. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to leave anyone out. Um, and then there's also uh, there's also on the fringe of the crypto currency space. There's the free banking school. George Selgin and Larry White. Mm -hmm. uh, these are these are people whose ideas I've tried my best to familiarize myself with. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Mencius Goldbug in particular. He was the subject of the first ever issue of Marty's Bent, uh, his uh, bubble theory of money paper or blog post. And very good, very good blog post. You should go. I think that's on Nick Saba's. I could be wrong. It's around Google. It's around, yeah, Google. <laughs> Benches, Moldbug, uh, 
money is a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So then after the theory, uh, I really came to admire most the people that were practitioners of the theory. And, you know, you know, libertarianism has this completely uh, fatal romanticism with their own defeat. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean by that? With their I mean, they just they love to lose. Like, look at Gary Johnson's pathetic run for presidency. I mean, they... In People some weren't ways, ready for Ron. They, People were not ready for Ron. I think they understand that the system is not designed for them to win. So they are happy being you know this white knight sort of riding off into the sunset for ideas that everyone just completely dumps on all the time uh so to that to that um it's people that can distill the theory and uh sort of transact it with real politics uh rather than just pontificating that I'm most drawn to. So first and foremost, the, uh, the anarch prime, or I use, the, I use the word anarch, which is Ernst Jünger's concept of uh, a person who builds something and creates a, a, functional, a functional object uh, to express themselves rather than just the anarchist, which is sort of infantile, ineffective, nihilistic, uh, etc. So th- people that have really built uh, practical applications of this theory. Uh, the, fir- the first one is Satoshi. And uh, all of his predecessors, Wei Dai, uh, Adam Back, Nick Szabo, uh the list goes on, uh, but wow, what a what an effort by Satoshi, whether it's one person or a, a consortium of cryptographers and cypherpunks. I'm I'm in awe of you and in your in your debt. Would you call the Bitcoin white paper a stroke of genius? Uh it was this may be blasphemy, but I almost seem like it, it almost seems to me as though it was just the logical combination of you know previous previous experiments. Yeah. Um, and this is this is one of the most uh, suppressed ideas I have. Uh, and let it out. And let and, it out. And I would like uh, a protocol engineer who. Uh, knows the knows the straight dope on this to correct me if i'm wrong but bitcoin almost uh you know is is late uh it seems like it could have worked much earlier in the timeline of the internet yeah well if you look if you talk to internet protocol developers in particular so you get a 404 error if the website's down if the server's down right and that's a web serving content serving layer of the internet, I believe, I'm, I could be completely wrong on this, but the the point I'm trying to make is that there's multiple errors. There's like 402 to 404, I believe. And I believe the 402 error that you never see because there was never any protocol like plugged into it is the payments layer mm. error. And that like they, they conceived the yeah. internet at TCP IP level. Right. 
thinking there would be a payment level, but they never had the censorship resistant, decentralized alternative. And that might be Bitcoin. It's, it's been a, it's been an old idea. Actually, Friedman had the idea. Hayek sort of traced the idea with his statement that it would, there would be some non-state money that would be uh, subtly introduced and would eventually be beyond the state's ability to co-opt or yeah, halt. It was, it was Hayek who said that we'll never be able to fix money until we wrest it out of the hands of the government. Correct? That too. Yeah. That too. Smart and, guy. And, we, <laughs> and we've done that. And uh, We're on our way to doing that. We are on our way to that. So... <laughs> Beyond Bitcoin, like you're, yeah. you seem like a very, like you seem very dead set on becoming a sovereign individual and making <laughs> that happen. I mean, it. Who who doesn't want self determination? Some people don't. I, for me, there's there's no middle ground on that. Um, I would I would say me too, but some uh, people don't. But, you know, to to return to my litany of other successful anarchs i have to i have to shout out uh you know ross albrecht the silk road cody wilson defense distributed amir taki libit coin uh aaron schwartz rest in peace uh let's talk about aaron I, schwartz for a little bit for people who might not know about him because that's uh, a fucking he, the fact that he had to end his life because of what he did yeah it, i mean he didn't have to end his life but he was his he would have spent life in jail for something so Minute. Yeah. Liberating liberating the libraries of MIT to the web. It was uh, JSTOR, right? The JSTOR. Uh, I thought it was a JSTOR thing. JSTOR at MIT, okay. I think. Yeah. And so this dude, what he, what Aaron Schwartz basically did was download a bunch of files he could only get access to if you were paying like the university fee. And the students got access to this, but he was open sourcing these documents on. Mm-hmm. Was it BitTorrent? Or... Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he got he got prosecuted for stealing intellectual property and wound up uh, taking his life in jail because he was going to spend double life sentences, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely fucked up. Uh, the free flow of information should be free flowing. Like you should not he should not have been uh, threatened with life in jail for freeing information. Mm-hmm. So other other practitioners. Of liberty, I would say Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, uh, and then you know now that now we're in a better place because uh, these these ideas can be expressed entrepreneurially because we have Bitcoin. So we have. Uh, How does all, Bitcoin make this happen? We it's just a, a framework for other for other sort of liberty enabling startups to exist uh, the decentralized exchanges hodl hodl uh bisk uh coinjoin dark wallet etc open dime open dime forgot uh, about it again you forgot about that st- the first time too. <laughs> still open trying to, still trying to get my hands on a cold card um azteco and uh lightning labs shout out elizabeth and uh roast beef i'd love to have you both on this podcast overdue Overdue. Uh, so it's those people that uh, sort of I aspire to, you know, make a contribution ak- akin to their to theirs. 
And how do you see yourself doing this uh, through building a business that enables people to become self-sovereign, writing code? Uh, I mean, just covering fire for Bitcoin to get out the door. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love. I that. mean, I, I mean, love we, that. Holy we can, shit. you know, we can, we can go into later. Uh, we can talk about my conspiracy that there's actually a fifth pillar within the 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 global the world order, uh, which is the fifth pillar is the the faction within that subverts that subverts the the sort of mission of the state. So. Jay Clayton, are you fifth pillar? <laughs> Giancarlo. <laughs> Giancarlo. Uh, He's chad as fuck. Yeah. But uh, otherwise. And, well, you, these people are individuals at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You know, that's what people have to realize. Like, not all government employees sure. are evil. Just... But certainly, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to rely on these people. No. You'd be um, self-sufficient. So, um transitioning from the theory to you know where this takes our economy our society um sometimes i i think about you know what is the what is the medium of bitcoin and uh what is sort of the lineage it has of decentralizing technologies so this invokes cybernetics. Um, Marshall McLuhan has the great technological determinist uh, text, uh, the medium is the message, and figuring out how uh, the media over which we transact and communicate influence our, our very world. That's why Twitter is the best. That's why I love Twitter. It's a good medium. Can we take a step back and can you define cybernetics for the freaks out there? Cybernetics? Oh, dear. Uh, Briefly. Make it quick. <laughs> it It's simply the sorting the way that uh, digital systems uh, map onto human experiences. That was very succinct. And very dead on. <laughs> um, so, in terms of these technologies, you know, the most recognized would be the printing press, subverting the monopoly over theological truth of the Catholic Church. Uh, we have, in my view, uh, the golden age of navigation and private navigation, uh, subverting. What do you mean by private navigation? you know private map making companies i'm uh, i'm i'm a sailor so i'm a, a cartographic lover. Uh, geek of some of some way yeah uh, that was that was monopolized at one point oh oh yeah in, in fact in there still is uh there still is a deep state apparatus to this day uh for maps the military has the best maps in the world uh it's called like their national like geospatial agency or something like that so you're saying our maps our maps not be what we think they are our well map- not in many ways we're 
uh, we're overturning that monopoly. I mean, it's yeah. been overturned, but uh, we still have, we have now, for example, Google Earth. I never knew this. You're not going into a flat earth argument, are you? Guys, all I'm saying <laughs> is that the flat earthers know the arguments for the round earth inside and out, okay? That, that's all I'm saying. They know the arguments for the round earth better than you. That's all. I'm, I'll leave it at that. That's so, hilarious. So uh, other, other sort of subversive technologies we have printable guns of defense distributed will this what what does this do to the military industrial complex i showed my my parents my parents were up for my birthday a few weeks ago and i don't know like we were talking about bitcoin talking about liberty they were like why like we were just got on the subject we were a couple bottles of wine deep and i was like you know what like my, I come from a very anti-gun family. I mean, I'm not anti-gun personally, but I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers growing up because they had guns. Like, we never grew up... We grew up in Northeast Philly, never had a gun. My mom was a parole officer in North Philly, taking down crack addicts yeah, and shit like that. for people that have guns. And she never held a gun. She was running through the streets of North Philly without a gun, Boy. risking her life. I, I can't believe that my mom was a parole officer one time. But... That's legit. We never had guns. We moved down to South Carolina. The culture shock of how many people owned guns. Jameson Lop. <laughs> Your neighbors were all Jameson Lop. <laughs> basically. Basically. Like we showed up down there and I think the second day we lived there, my three my three year old neighbor, I shit you not, was outside with a BB gun shooting squirrels. My mom almost had a heart attack. Regardless. With that being said, we're not a gun family. I am very I think people should be able to own guns. I, I think there should be logical uh gun laws where if you're going to go buy a gun at a store you should have a, a background check it should be pretty rudimentary but beyond that we brought up defense distributed in particular and i showed my mom the video of 3d printing guns and was like she was blown away they're extremely elegant by the way they're all a work of art look up <laughs> defense distributed on youtube why do you say they're a work of art oh i just cody has a a uh, a talent <laughs> <laughs> right well it plays into this whole thing of of liberty like people want to like my mom was like we should stop this we should stop this i was like there is no stopping yeah. us this is software it's, this it's, is language exactly this is so let's get into that philosophy like like at some point in the future like people are gonna be able to 3d print guns at their house mm-hmm. and there's nothing anybody can do about it so it's either accept it and try to work within that reality or deny it and fall behind yeah i mean it digital systems and bitcoin is a great example well, of this are, to... are routing around the traditional means of and control they're u- but they're it, using it's, language it's, it's, at it's the so end of the far, day it's so far ahead of of whatever is on the on the law books uh and uh lastly the, the last sort of big disruptive that's weirdest cliche i take it back uh the self-spun spectacle of social media and having individuals being in the spotlight even for a moment uh versus just accepting the the main mainlining uh cable cable news you know this is this is going to have a a lasting effect on it monoculture is, it is having a profound effect it is it's not it's not it will it is mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so in the same way, Bitcoin is doing this for financial sovereignty uh, against central banking and against fiat currency. Uh, and so at this point, it circles back to the beginnings of my of my theoretical foundations, classical liberalism, and uh, you know what has uh, Bitcoin become? It's not just Bitcoin anymore. We have a plethora of shit coins. And so, are you a maximalist? I am a maximalist. Why is uh, that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, Bitcoin is the is the only the only viable the only viable blockchain in my view. It has the immaculate conception. I tend to agree. It has the perfect monetary policy. That's. Uh, but I I will argue for something that may disconcert some dyed in the cloth maximalists um i love kevin fam uh but <laughs> i love you too kev <laughs> uh i love kevin fam uh but the uh the argument he makes that eth is a security is his worst argument because interesting because financial sovereignty like freedom of speech like the right to defend yourself with a gun is a liberty that is not without cost financial sovereignty means other people have the financial sovereignty to launch you know kooky investment investment ideas and uh this is you know for the same reason that we have the first amendment the second amendment you know we protect these rights because they have costs well i would argue all this stuff is falls under the first amendment because at the end of the day it is language there you go it is written word if that that has been uh, successfully argued in court um in the 90s right so uh to that i would say as a bitcoin maximalist i would hasten to denounce shit coins but i won't tattle on them to the sec yeah, I had that discussion uh, this afternoon with J.W. Weatherman. I was like, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think they will fail on their merit in, in due time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then it'll be good for us. It's like, hey, guys, we, uh, we were able to boo these people out of the stadium, et cetera. You know? And that proves a different type of organization and different type of of justice human a different type of human security (laughs) so let's get into this like we are transitioning into a new paradigm i would argue Mm -hmm. um a new way of organizing society i think you feel strongly about this as well like how is the world going to change or how would you like it to change well with these technologies more peer-to-peer more bottoms up uh and keep in mind when something is peer-to-peer it removes the the point at which your activity is engineered. So, you know, if you're using an app, you know, they Facebook's app with those little bright red notifications, they turn you into a mouse on a little treadmill. It's it's nuts. So, um, so Bitcoin really boils it down. We hope that it will turn out to be something that flattens human interaction and there won't be a uh, a puppet master that is 
controlling you, trying to make you waste time and clicks and eyeballs and, uh, you know, spend your spend your coins on junk. Right. And that's that's what Safe and I got in, Safe and I got into is, again, it's all comes back to time preference, too. And are you willing to save and, and think for the future? I can't imagine a world where like you buy an iPhone and you expect to have it for 10 years, but like hopefully in a Bitcoin enabled world, like it'll be longer. I have an iPhone, but I have an old iPhone. Um, But what I'm really waiting for, and I, again, my experience is outstripped by the pros in this regard. Uh, Calling on a ledger and Trezor to make a phone that is designed from a security first standpoint rather than a capabilities first standpoint like the iphone is for example i would be a a buyer of that i like that uh that framing security security first versus Mm -hmm. usability i i've never it's all the trade-offs thing i've never transacted uh you're going back to a nokia brick i i almost did (laughs) i i kid you not i i almost did um but i would i would prefer to have less digital exposure and more security but i've never transacted bitcoin on my phone lamentably because i just don't trust it what do you mean you don't trust you don't trust it'll track you or you Uh, don't trust holding it on your phone you know there's just hidden vulnerabilities in just the operating system that's written by people that aren't bitcoin first cypherpunks right but you know bitcoin first cypherpunks could they could probably write some code to help you dial your grandmother to wish her happy birthday and you know put like text messaging and apps into a into a hardware wallet (laughs) i think cubase is getting the software figured out you big fan of cubase and all uh I don't know enough about them to give a, an educated opinion. But Keybase, in my mind, is uh, I think they have the software figured out for what you're looking for. I think because uh, you can do group chats and shit like that. I don't know if they have voice capabilities yet. They may get there in the future. Mm. Um, but if you couple that with like a Trezor and their hardware capabilities, I think we're not too far from what you're envisioning right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, but in the meantime, uh, in the meantime, still using an iPhone, still uh, we're still mired in shit coins. Um, it, it's funny. We were raised on these uh, fairy tales about decentralization from Silicon Valley, Digerati, uh, Digerati. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, there's people who write books on blockchain, this and that. Um, and they're really selling, they're really selling something that doesn't exist. I would call it the hyper real blockchain. It's more real than real. It's more real than Bitcoin. You know, when you, when you find a real blockchain, you're disappointed because it doesn't stream 4k and have a 10 second sync time. Uh, and it doesn't democratize, democratize 
uh, you know, advertisement <laughs> revenue on the dental plan of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, conquests, laws, it says any... No, any any institution that's not explicitly conservative shall become leftist, progressive, etc. Conquest not heard conquest laws conquest conquests laws also apply to Bitcoin in that organizations that are not explicitly maximalist Bitcoin first will become these uh, shit coiners. Shit coiners. So at this point, I'd like to shout out uh, Zappo and Wences. For, shout out Wences for you know leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, but this is for somebody who, in particular, when it came down to Segwit Two X and the the battle of last summer, was willing to swallow his pride and admit he he may have been misguided in in trying to push Segwit Two X forward in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of. A lot of lunacy that these uh, Silicon Valley people throw at us, and there's it, even, they're going to hey, they're going to save Africa, they're going to save the world, they're going to do everything. You know, <laughs> that's the thing that pisses me off the most is that these people, these people, I will say these people for these people, they <laughs> oh, they oh, think oh. they're going to save the world. They fucking never even been to where the parts of the world they think they're going to save. They don't know what the people need. They don't know exactly how to help them. And they don't know what the people, no. how the people want to help themselves. All they, Nobody all they ever asked that. All they want to do uh, is apply Fordism, like the Henry, the Henry Ford uh, production line to ICOs. They do the team, the white paper, the saft, spin it up and ship it off. Uh, yeah, I won't name names, but you know you the don't names. Have to. You, you don't you, have to. You know the names. You know the names. Uh, it's all fucking virtue signaling bullshit, though. I'm I'm drunk. We're vodka drunk now, and <laughs> Marty gets yeah. Marty gets bold on vodka drunk, and <laughs> oh boy. But seriously, like these people, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like from somebody who's helped start an inner city lacrosse program and actually gone. Like when I lived in Chicago, went deep into the West and South Side and tried to help these kids with no role models out. Like you, you realize that like not throwing money at the problem does not solve these problems. Yeah. These are cycl- cyclical problems that need really, really involved and ingrained people to fix it. Like mm-hmm. sending money to these places is not going to solve right. their problems. They, they, they have their buzzwords. They like. They're on democracy right now. You know, democracy, it's just a technology. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, there, there, are some, there are some crypto managers who shall not be named who were touting liquid democracy lately. Liquid democracy in... Uh, We've got a friend. We had Santi, Santiago Siri here, who's the head of Democracy Earth. They're, they're trying... I respect the shit out of Santi. They're cr- trying to qu- create liquid democracy. I think he he's doing it's, it with the uh, with the best intentions, and I mean, I think he to, he's trying to push the envelope forward. To crib a quote from Nick Land, uh, liquid democracy trades on a a platform of its own annihilation. So if you have what's that mean? If you have a if you have a truly liquid democracy, 
you know, a, a referendum that's very close to the surface is, do we shut down this government? <laughs> to which I would vote yes. <laughs> uh, so I think that these people, they're despotic and uh, they neglect the benefit of spontaneous order and uh, a more a more smooth space uh devoid of barriers that's just a a grid like a, a trellis you know like what your mom's uh your mom's rose roses grow up or whatever it's just like a creeping vine on a on a grid let let it just be a clear uh a clear space and have uh have people fill in as they see fit this is a great segue into on-chain governance is it possible and does it make any fucking sense uh no comment (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so next question i'm gonna cut out comment from that in the post edit (laughs) so i mean i i do think that uh we we are certainly approaching new forms of government, but they're not necessarily on chain, and uh, they don't update in uh, ten second blocks. Uh, we have we have uh, neo cameralism, that's sort of Mencius Moldbugs uh, joint stock republic idea that is a. Uh, certainly provocative and attractive uh we have uh other experiments in in systems of government that devolve our current uh the the monolithic the uber state into smaller into smaller things so we have estonian Mm e-residency we got uh Lieberland if you're Lieberland. if you're interested you know seasteading uh where, where geographically is Lieberland again it is oh I should remember this better it's on the Danube and it's between Croatia mm-hmm. and uh the state across from Croatia on the Danube <laughs> Slovakia maybe yeah it's and it's just like woods right it's just woods it's just woods, but the the point being that uh, we are experimenting with new ways of governing ourselves, and uh, the revolution against the superstate is not going to be head on, but it will be acidic. It will dissolve. It will dissolve larger things into smaller things. We even have Tim Draper acidic I a. Love that a a, a, yeah, just a big vat of acid. <laughs> uh, we have Tim Draper, uh, Bitcoin's own, uh, pounding the pavement for three Californias. That's pretty good. Do you think he's washed his tie? His oh, Bitcoin tie the, the, sa- everywhere? the save the children tie? No. Or, or the, pur- the purple Bitcoin one? Yeah. It's, it's great style. <laughs> great style. I don't know if he's ever washed it, though. Maybe it's his lucky tie. I mean, when I went to when I went to high school, I was at an all guys prep school. I had a, I wore the same jacket for four years. Yeah, Don't, I think I washed it twice. I mean, it, treat your clothes well, and uh, they'll treat you well. This is this is the preppy ethos. You saw me wearing that Sears sucker <laughs> at the hearing. You guys can't see Bitcoin that, sign guy right was, now, but that he was... looks <laughs> sly as fuck. <laughs> um. So yeah, we are approaching a cyber feudalist. 
uh, moment. Cyber feudalist moment. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, it will when we when we have many more smaller states will look more like the Middle Ages when there was a system of ordered anarchy among small city states. Keir Martland. Is this preferable? Certainly. Uh, Keir Martland is a uh, is a uh, I guess historian who presented he, he gave a great talk at Hans Hermann Hoppe's uh, Property and Freedom Society. He spoke about how the Middle Ages was actually a time of stability uh, under you know, uh, feudal ordered anarchy. That's sort of a, a Burkean, weird Burkean uh, way of putting it. But uh, some of the best literature, some of the best art, some of the best architecture mm-hmm. came out of that period, right? Yeah. So the, this is the the cyber gothic um, population decline in the Middle Ages. We also had counter urbanization. Everyone today wants to live in a farm, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I mean I. Everyone is just sucked into the cities almost against their will, it seems. I say this a lot. I have a love-hate relationship with the city. My wife is about to pull all of her hair out. She's fucking tired of New York City. Well, you need about... You can actually homestead on a quarter acre. So uh, feel free to go buy <laughs> buy some cattle, <laughs> buy some pigs. I brought this up. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, buy, oh, I want to own a cow. Get some, get some seeds, plant a garden. Uh, but you know, not to commit uh, carnivory blasphemy. <laughs> carnivory blasphemy? Did you just call Bitcoin carnivory blasphemy? No, no, no. Not to commit blasphemy uh, of the Bitcoin carnivory school. Shout out to Michael Goldstein, Pierre Richard, Safedine. Uh, I'm uh, trying to eat more red meat every day and practice sound nutrition to complement my sound money. <laughs> Yes, we do not want to get stuck in that fiat food, as as Safedine would refer to it, the industrial sludge that uh, that going off the gold standard sort of allowed. And it's crazy to think that. So, what do you think? You're you're younger than I. You're younger than I am. By, um, by a tad. By a tad, but you're still. I feel like kids our age. I'm not gonna refer to us as kids because I want to stay young. I feel. I don't want to sound cocky or like, I don't want to sound cocky, but like, I feel like we are the first, like, Hey, maybe like, maybe shit's fucked up. Maybe we, we should really press this button. Like I have, and maybe it's because we have nothing to lose because we're so young and it's like, Oh, let's I just mean, go full fledged for this. Ab- and absolutely. I mean, this is, that's sort of my mentality. This is, it. this is my strategy for you know the bitcoin the bitcoin uh ecosystem all people that orbit bitcoin you are you are called to the cyber jihad that is uh hodling (laughs) and uh (laughs) bitcoin terrorism is real i mean don't 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 resist these negative sounding words you know they it's they're made pornographic in our day but uh you know be in retrospect they will be looked on with uh be willing to uh commit to uh cult-like behavior and uh cult-like behavior we talked about this before we recorded yeah, even the so first recording i 
you you are fond of cult-like behavior absolutely it's it's a way to route around the algorithm that consolidates and suppresses anything against the the mainstream direction you know the the flow toward the the perfected neoliberal system and so we as bitcoiners it's our it's our duty to optimize for chaos and commit ourselves to activities that seem incredibly negative uh like watching candidly your net worth plummet by 80 percent uh but this is uh this is how you get around the control the control is optimized for well one violence uh you know you see how well ruby ridge turned out you know that was a sort of head-on uh conflict so what happened in oregon uh yes and so the the system responds to violence well but otherwise it's just optimized for digital commerce views clicks attention and uh vapid shit and uh so if you can askew your amazon alexas uh pornhub uh your foodie instagrams and uh your marvel and disney movies and your corporate pride advertisements these these things uh the the world sort of opens up and you find yourself in a, a new space uh where the electric tribalism of bitcoin can spread that was powerful <laughs> that was powerful but it, it's radical it, would you call it radical uh it's, today's it, it's illogical to the the system paradigm to the, to the system you know they 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 make the argument oh bitcoin is volatile it'll never succeed but you know we have uh we have hodlers of last resort now pierre richard leads them in uh in phalanx formation <laughs> uh but so this is this is a big issue uh that you know, there's some people that are unwilling to enter the cult mindset because they're uh, they're timid, they're just milk toast about it, and they almost they they have like that uh, libertarian uh, like romanticism of their own defeat, where you know they they almost don't want to believe that the revolution and not to use such a cliche word, but that it is so near at hand. You know, fiat money is on a 40-year evolution. This is close uh, to 50 now. Shit, we're getting close to... For, 40, closer to 50 than 40. For, 45, I guess, exactly. No. The Bretton Woods system ended in 1973. 73 or 71? Oh, boy. I someone think, someone it was, Google it. I thought it was 71. <laughs> someone Google it. So I... Either way. Either way, uh, you know, we we have the formations of big cracks in the system. We have Brexit against the odds. We have Trump against the odds. Uh, and now it's it's our turn to uh, to kick this can 
down the road or really more serve a ball into the statist's court that they just can't return. What do you say to the people that we refer to you, I would consider myself in here too, as alt-right terrorist or or what do I say pushing to, an alt-right agenda or something like what that? What do I say to them? Or, uh, like you, Bitcoin is an outlet for your frustrations. <laughs> uh, right? it, it succinctly addresses... You know many of the ills that you want to see dealt with. Uh, let's, let's dive into this. Okay. Well, suppose fiat money dries up. Uh, that also means that, say, uh, there needs to be drastic fiscal scale back. Uh, squeezes all of the colleges that are just breeding grounds. You know, IQ shredding institutions that uh that turn out people that all think canes uh and study you know what type of uh frilly frilly subjects i'm referring to i was uh talking about the laffer curve and dumb bullshit like that (laughs) i was i was subjected to that as well so truly if we can uh if we can get bitcoin to its escape velocity and uh at this point, I want to call on all of the free market and quasi-libertarian, even conservative think tanks in Washington and around the world, uh, Mises, Hoover, AEI, CEI, Cato, Reason Atlas, uh, the Charles Koch Institute, um, Heritage. You guys can be providing great covering fire for Bitcoin. Help, help Bitcoin get out the door. We can't just leave it up to the fifth pillar, the uh, the Chris Giancarlo's and the J- and the Jay Clayton's. Jay Clayton's. Uh, you know, let's devise a, a praxis on how we get Bitcoin uh, to to succeed here, and not not even not even like we're going to figure it out. It it is on a winning trajectory. It simply uh, could use some lubrication. Lube's never a bad thing. <laughs> but no, I completely agree. Uh, but I want to bring it back to like the climate of our current society or current pop culture or whatever. Like there's such a left-right divide. Like the Koch brothers are evil. Like mm-hmm. all these left, alt-right. All, like people just get thrown in the all right like if you're like even yeah, like partly conservative like I, certainly the left will how uh, do we get over this so is it like it like I, I hate saying the left versus the right because i really i really hate it but it's it's true the left will come out against bitcoin what uh, do you mean because it shatters well, it shatters what is the left can we break the left versus the right is that possible uh i would say it's almost a meaningless distinction now it's what do you mean it's the left relies upon the right the same way the right relies upon the left to secure the exclusion of libertarian politics. But do you think it's do you think it's correct to to divvy things up like that that starkly? Just like, hey, it's the left or the right. There's no nuance, there's no uh I mean I would even I would even say that you know there's something in Bitcoin for the for the Bernie Bros, if if they really 
if they don't take the uh, the blue pill dyed red, but instead realize where uh, you know, the the suppressed remainder of uh, the middle class, etc., is is being held down. You know, Bitcoin has somewhat of a solution. No, well, it has the solution, which is is allowing you to save your money. Like, because right now it's impossible. Yeah, fix your time preferences. Don't be don't be corralled toward taking loans that you can't afford. Well, it's not even fixing your time preference. It's giving you something that allows you to fix your time preference. Because even under this system, yeah, if you, you fix your time preference, you need, like you need the tools. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I've been. Bitcoin is a tool. It's a tool. Technologies are all tools. Exactly. It's a tool. That's what I said with Carpe Noctum a couple weeks ago. Like, it is just a tool to help you save your money across time. And, again, this is the theme of the podcast for the last couple months, I think, is that we're just born into this system, and we don't even, like, know what themes to look for or, like, know what is... We are so confused and so bastardized and so thrown into this system that is filled with conspicuous consumption and consume 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 that we i don't i will say i say we've been lulled into never questioning our reality uh some of us certainly some of us. yeah i'll say most of us uh sure um on on that side you know just compare the compare the the roadmaps for you know the evolution of the economy over the next uh, say two decades between you know the Bitcoin crowd and the you know the legacy crowd uh, you know they're proposing you know the digital fiat currencies Andrew Bordo, uh, Andrew Levin and Michael Bordeaux had a proposal for the Fed coin. <laughs> I mean, this is India's going for it. A, a bunch of places are going to try. It. China's gone for it. China's there. They're they're going for it. China's they're, there. They're China's not, got us. They're not going to succeed. Uh, you have their, you have their, uh, completely. I don't know. Demented cheerleaders like Ken Rogoff at Harvard. <sighs> the curse of cash. Like okay, Ken. Take away all our cash. See if see if it doesn't hasten the adoption of Bitcoin. Right? Yeah. It's like, how can you seriously vie for like an Orwellian cashless society like Ken Rogoff? Ken Rogoff wrote a fucking book about it. Yeah, that was that was the subject of one of my econ theses. At what, what was the conclusion of your thesis? bad idea <laughs> uh but uh, having said all this i still think that uh bitcoiners do need a measure of humility uh because there could certainly be a reversal and this all flies back in our face uh how do you see this playing out so it in the situation where bitcoin just ends up dominating the world uh in a bad way it's just that uh, we don't solve privacy. So Andrew Polstra, scriptless scripts, and Schnorr signatures, please hurry up. <laughs> uh, but we uh, we need fungibility. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have uh, 
you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center put you on a list uh, because they struck a deal with blockchain.info and they parsed the whole blockchain and, oh, sorry, you're non-personed. Uh, and there's a cybernetic guarantee of your of your exclusion from the, the economy. Yeah, the anointed economy. And so I would agree. This is this has historical precedent. Uh, surveillance capitalism has been around since the advent of the internet. I would strongly Amazon just signed a contract with Washington State and Oregon, I believe, to do facial recognition shit with law enforcement there it's happening i mean china's even further further along than anyone but uh i would recommend following on twitter yasha levin he he documents the uh involvement of silicon valley in surveillance uh palantir fuck you peter Thiel. uh he's he's a maximalist (laughs) he is but like palantir what we don't have to go into palantir. here. So the point being, the the new sort of global village, if it turns out that way, will have its own vulnerabilities. Much as much as the Aztecs all got sick when uh, the Europeans. European arrived. So you, if you connect everything, you know, there's going to be a backlash. Uh, Sort of to the tune of uh, Nassim Taleb's uh, grievance against Monsanto, which is, "Hey, you're playing with these, uh, you're playing with these genomes, and it will have a macro evolution. It will have a macro effect on on biodiversity that is completely above and beyond uh, your ability to model." Uh, so. My optimism is against this sort of reversal would be that Bitcoin turns out to be a very flat tool. Email, for example, is a protocol. It hasn't dominated us yet, unless you're Hillary Clinton. And uh, oh shit! <laughs> and so we we do have we do have reason for optimism, uh, but let's not let's not think it's a slam dunk. Uh, rest on our laurels. Our, for example, a uh, a person that we quote a lot, uh, Metcalf, Metcalf's law on the value of networks. He predicted that the internet would die in what he termed the gigalapse <laughs> in 1996. <laughs> okay, so I don't. I hate when people s- reference s- Metcalf's law. I'm, so I'm, you can be smart. You can be smart about it and still be flat wrong. Right. Well. But yeah. So, but either way, even even if we do, uh, e- even if Bitcoin creates a second system of surveillance, bear in mind there's still a current system of surveillance that is on. So, 1984, you know the drill. Uh, sit in the corner where the telescreen can't see you, and uh, commit to being uh, a hodler if you can afford it, <laughs> and. Uh, Remember that network topology is only half the story. You need a social, uh, a social decentralism, as well. So, you know, spread spread the good word about Bitcoin to your friends. Get it out there, people. This is a freedom enabling technology, and the more hands it in, it is in. 
the stronger the network becomes, yeah. the stronger the feed feedback loop becomes, and like and then you, you said, m- and then you meme about it, then you meme about it, then you go to take throw you, it into the meta. You where, go to DC, you show up at a Federal Reserve congressional hearing, and you and you hold up signs behind Janet Yellen and, and ridicule her in her purple suit. Yeah, ridicule is asymmetric. They, the Fed never really got a response to me. <laughs> It's a funny thing. Has anybody like reached out to you from like? No, no. I, I mean, there were some people that wanted. There were journalists, but the Fed never, the Fed never caught up with me. That's a shame. They should have. They should have. <laughs> they should have brought you in and, and hired you to to dismantle them. <laughs> oh dear. So let's talk about open source technology and and self sovereignty. Like you're big on defense distributed, like three D three D printing guns, like. What does a world look like where anybody can uh, arm themselves with software? Well, uh, because at the end of the day, that's what these 3D printed guns are, correct? Sure. It it gives you another, it incorporates another soundness into your world. You know, sound money, uh, sound diet in the case of meat maximalism. or uh, it, it's it's another insurance policy, and it rounds you out as a civic being, uh, in that you don't have to outsource your personal security. We're in New York State. You're not allowed to own a gun. Own a gun here. I went to college in Chicago, in Cook County in particular. Guns are outlawed, but it was the most dangerous city from a murder rate perspective for for most of my tenure in college. The gun the gun debate's a huge debate, uh, and it gets muddied. It gets muddied, I believe, because a few bad apples. I don't want to say they ruin the spoil, but it's like I mean, again, this is just simple you know, n- negative. Uh, negative arguments for liberty. We have rights protected because they have costs. And, you know, some people are going to get burned with Bitcoin. They're going to get their keys stolen. They're going to buy BitConnect, et cetera. I've I've gotten shit-jacked in Bitcoin. I've gotten my... I I was on MinPal. MinPal back in 2014, for all you freaks that don't know, it was an exchange uh, based out of the UK, London in particular, uh, that was run by a total con artist, and he one day exit scammed the whole exchange. It took a lot of it took a lot of their fucking Bitcoin and altcoins. Like this stuff's gonna happen, but I've never kept any coin on exchange since that day in 2014. Don't you, do it. You gotta learn these lessons. Don't do it. Uh, but ultimately, I just my sort of parting words to everyone would be just. We're parting already? Oh. <laughs> I feel like we've been going for a while by now. We're an hour and 15 in. Yeah, technically an hour and 45 after the re uh, the reshuffle. My my uh my message would be um and you know Jill Carlson uh is a friend of mine and she says Bitcoin sign guy I can't be seen with you because I would say stuff like Bitcoin is Isharia and you are called to a digital jihad but you know let's fucking go 
you know, the time is here. Uh, the Declaration of Independence uh, has hash into the Genesis block. It has well, it has the exordio, which is at the at the beginning of the Declaration of Independence. It's the when in the course of human events it becomes necessary. Da da da. You know, it's a very polite way of beginning a hot revolution. Well, Bitcoin has already issued its exordio. It's it was chancellor on the brink, okay? You know, the the 80s and 90s, the hacktivist fervor is dying off, but you know, now we have now we have a real way to address neatly many of our many of our grievances. We can do this damn thing, people. Yeah, the world is uh is still very vital. There's still space to play. Uh, you can think of, uh, you can think of uh, Bitcoin and your activity within the Bitcoin space as a uh, Friedrich Schiller's play drive, which is where you act and you are acted upon, and this is an extremely fulfilling way of being. And you know, you're you're here. You have a front row seat for this huge monetary experiment. Uh, go for it. We have a new frontier. There's an outpost. They need help. Go. Uh, we need help. <laughs> go for it. Um, help me, Obi Wan keep, keep your, keep that imagination. And uh, we're not done this conversation. We're not ending it. You're trying to end this. I can feel it. We're not <laughs> ending it because we have a lot more to dive into. Like, oh boy, oh boy. Bitcoin sign guy's a little drunk. He said too much reka. But in honor of I don't know the Russian World Cup, <laughs> just Russia in general, they've mm-hmm. been they've been champs lately. But it's funny how it all comes together, right? Because you have Bitcoin, you have defense distributed, you have things like PGP. Again, I want to harken back to like how do we. I don't want to call anybody a normie, but like, how do we get normal people interested in this stuff? Like, is it an inevitability that they will be forced to become interested in it? Mm. Or is there a need to go out and go door to door and be like, hey, you should mm. probably think about this? Yeah. I mean, I Bitcoin is a, a mind virus, so it spreads contagiously. But eventually it's, as we said, a technology. And I do like the... Uh, the technology analogy that bitcoin's not an iphone it's gunpowder use it or it will be exactly. used on you exactly don't don't buy treasury bonds don't <laughs> save in dollars uh buy buy bitcoin this is radical though for people like how do we how do we help people get over the radical statements that we're making like is it a satoshi moment where it's like I, hey if you if I you can't see it like i, I don't, don't have time to waste on you or i don't know submit (laughs) that's that's my uh my only word see what i worry about is like the climate today like especially politically listen i'm not for trump at all but like the climate against him is just so adversarial it's like it's so blinded by visceral hatred for one singular man that people will just throw rationality to the wayside to make sure this man comes down 
but and that, but, but but that I'm just applying this to Trump right now. Like this gets applied to many situations, and it's like fuck. People people are angry, and they don't know where to center that anger. And it's like, I would say Bitcoin is an eloquent expression of that, right? I would too. But people think Bitcoin's like alt right, like uh, tech bro. Yeah, it's not libertarian, for, it's, bro. It's not for the. It's not supposed to be. We we didn't. We're not all doing this Bitcoin thing just for the. Uh, Silicon Valley venture capitalists to buy their Teslas. It's it's bigger than that. Let them buy their Teslas and go up in flames. Hey, that's uh, fooled by randomness. Nassim Taleb owns a Tesla, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nassim, he might have made a bad decision. No, no. I mean, I there's uh, that's fooled by randomness. Every time one of those Uber autonomous vehicles crashes, that's fooled by randomness. Mm. I don't know, Tesla in particular. They're in the engineering of their cars are I you wholeheartedly my disagree. my brother is the chemical engineer. He's on the uh he's on there's a college league of electrical car racing teams and he does that. So he designs electric cars, race cars that look like Formula One things. And really? I so you'll I'll have to defer to, to him on that. Bitcoin sign guy, you've come from a very established family <laughs> no not as i mean my my father neo neocon my grandfather cia so it it really was the uh i i've had the table has been uh against me as far as clawing my way out of the the neoliberal super status mindset <laughs> what do you have to say to all the haters out there to all the haters yeah uh is love peace and love love yeah love will save the day i know you already gave a parting note but do you have anything else you want to end on uh all uh solideo gloria <laughs> but for the sun o- only 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 to glorify god only to- <laughs> Bitcoin isn't a god. AMDJ. You heard it here first. Buy Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin sign guy. Are we able to find out more about you? Uh, Please Photoshop me into more uh, pictures of current events. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Um, You'll... You'll... uh, You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> that was a that was a very enlightening and drunk conversation. Thank you. I'm sorry, I fucked up on the first recording. It's all good. I owe you. I owe you. <laughs> I owe you. <laughs> uh, I love all you freaks for listening. Peace and love. <laughs>